Hello, my lovers, my puppies, my kittens, my schmoopies. Hi. How's that quarantine life going? Should I say the Zoom life? Because if you're like me, you're probably Zoom, Zoom, Zoom all day, every day. O M to the G. But you know what? That's what's keeping me connected. Um, before we even jump into our topic, I actually wanted to make a point to share the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline number, 800-273-8255, 1-800-273-8255. Crisis counselors are available 24-7 should you, and I hope I don't wish that on you, but should you find yourself in that dark space, or if you know someone who might be, uh, and they need more than your support, share this number with them. Um, I never thought that places like betterhelp.com, online counseling services would be a thing. In theory, I thought, what a fantastic idea. Like who has to go sit in an office, commute, especially if you live in Los Angeles or a populated crowded city with traffic, you may not always want to get to the therapist. Well, Online platforms, enter online platforms. And I, I guess most people who have therapists are still uh, perhaps FaceTiming with them or in some way video chatting or even getting on the phone. And if this particular pandemic, this event, this lockdown changes or are, are making you feel as if you need help, uh, betterhelp.com is offering What the Fockery listeners 10% off their first month with them. So give them a whirl. The link is in the show notes. It is Fockery10 is the discount code for a checkout. Also, listeners, uh, more ways for us to build our own community. Oh my gosh, what a cool segue. Uh, you'll know why soon. Well, I, by now you've seen the title of the show. So it is building community during COVID. But uh, we now have a Facebook page. Yay! Instagram. And everything is what the fuckery. Twitter, what the fuckery. Yeah, can't go wrong. Just spell it with an O because you know what I meant to say, right? Speaking of, I'm Nadej August, your host. If this is your first time, you want to be an automatic schmoopy? Hit that subscribe button right now. Rate, review, share the podcast. Share the podcast and shoot me emails. However you want to keep in touch, I'm happy happy to hear from my listeners. I love you guys. What the Fockery is a podcast about the things we hear about but don't know enough about. A series of conversations dedicated to hearing firsthand from the very people whose lifestyle, truths, or concepts we struggle with understanding. The very things we should know about but are afraid to discuss. Now, our subjects and topics may or may not be mainstream, but our guests and sometimes experts are in it, living their truth whether we accept them or not. And if in that process we managed to bring clarity to you, dear listener, then thank you for being curious, open, and willing. Now, social distancing may be lonely, but you are not alone. What the fuckery is building community? <laughs>
Well, we're about to find out. My guest today is Jenna Doolittle. Now, Jenna is a working actress and business of acting coach with her company, Actors Rise. She's the one behind the free Actors Quarantine newsletter that strives to empower and connect actors during this time, which is how I came to know her. And when I saw what she was doing, which was building community, I thought, what an amazing person. My listeners deserve to hear from her. And perhaps she might inspire you to, um, granted acting is a very specific niche, uh, but what she has to share may serve you as well in any capacity that you uh, may want to build community or find a way to join community during COVID. Or maybe you're just getting a little tired with the community you've already met and you just want to move on to something new because, you know, Change is good. You want to shake things up. Alone, we can do so little. And together, we can do so much. And that's a quote by Helen Keller. And one of the, one of the reasons why I like this quote is because it is about community. But it's because it also works with Jenna Doolittle's name. <laughs> Hi, Jenna. Hi. Wow. That's a beautiful sentiment. I, you know, hope I can live up to that idea. I love that quote. My goodness. You didn't tell me you were going to share that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Alone, we can do so little. And here's Doolittle, who's doing quite a bit. I do joke that I'm a Doolittle who does a lot. It's been a running joke for quite, quite some time in my life. <laughs> Is that right? Yes, actually. Um, you know, I, I tend to, in as an actor, play very type A characters who are put together. But as a human being, I, I like to do things. I like to take action in the world. I mean, you don't want to like sit around and rest on your laurels your whole life. Right. I wanted to have you on, Jenna, because you're doing something that is incredibly positive during this pandemic, this time of crisis. We're all not sure. Uh, there's no certainty anymore. Our lives as we knew it has shifted completely. There is a new normal and a yet another normal that will happen when this lockdown gets lifted. But in the interim, you came up with a way to build community that I just find so admirable. And we want to contribute to this conversation in positive and uplifting ways. Um, tell us about what I'm referring to. Sure. Um, so I started a newsletter for actors during quarantine. Um, I call it the Free Actor Quarantine Newsletter. And it's just something that came about from my desire to help people during this time. I felt like as a human being, I come from a place of privilege in a lot of ways right now during this pandemic where, you know, of course I have my own concerns for my family and some financial concerns as well. But, you know, I have a roof over my head. I have food in my fridge. And I knew a lot of actors maybe were concerned about some of those things. And um, I wanted to find a way to give people more information so they could feel more secure in their situation. So I started this newsletter that goes out daily with information on everything from creative things that they can be doing for their career to business opportunities, to financial resources to help them, whether that be a grant or, you know, information on unemployment, uh, information on mindset and mental health uh, and 
many other things, just like fun things to make you smile, like silly cat videos and everything from him, everything in between. <laughs> yeah. And you took that newsletter a step further by finding a platform where these actors can now come and chat with each other. And that's through Facebook. Yeah, it's funny. The thing that I'm the most proud of during this time is really the Facebook community, as opposed to just sending the newsletter five days a week. This Facebook community has allowed people to really engage with one another and find a sense of community, I think. I hope that's been the intention behind it. Um, you know, I, I put out different prompts daily asking questions so that actors can relate to one another and find solace in some of the things that are really challenging, but also some of the things that they're finding that are um, really positive during this time. And I think it's important to acknowledge both of those things. Mm -hmm. I, I enjoy the humanity because I have joined since joining your Facebook group and uh, daily you ask questions that aren't necessarily just related to the work or to the art, to the art form, you know, and it's important, I feel sometimes to uh, disassociate what you do for a living because what you do for a living is not who you are. And I, and that's, I'm like, like if we can remember that. And I think that's part of, of uh, some of the, a lot of the mental um, challenges that we're, a lot of us are having because we've grown to identify what we do for a living so much as to who, as to who we are. And that gets taken away from us. What do you have left? That's such an interesting point, and I totally agree, and I think it's something actors, but all people are grappling with. Well, if I can't open my retail store, you know, am I still a shop owner? And actors deal with this all the time. We always say, you know, if I'm not working, am I still an actor? Well, of course you are, but that's also not the only thing that you are. You're also hopefully, you know, a friend and a lover and you're Somebody's a child. child. Yeah. And you have different parts of yourselves that you identify with during different times. And you know, I, I try with the community to let people share um, and experience different things together and get support. So that, that's the intention behind it. Yeah. How did you, uh, how did the idea come about? When At which point? So lockdown happens, right? Um, the newsletter came after, soon after? Pretty soon after. It's been going for almost six weeks now, I believe. Um, it came from a place of really wanting to give back to my community. I mean, I was brainstorming and thinking, well, what can I do? And I had a lot of people reaching out to me, actor friends, asking for advice about, um, you know, what's the union doing? What's going on with unemployment? Because I, I am an elected um, convention delegate, and I'm also on one of the, the Next Gen Performers National Board, and I'm very active with the union. So I had more information than other people do. And I, I'm also a business of acting coach, so I'm kind of like, I try to stay aware of as many things as I can that's going on. So people were texting me and asking me all these questions. And Part of it came out of a place of like, let me try to give them all of the information at once and give them as much information as I can. But it did just start out with 39 people that I was sending it out to. Um, and now, what's the number now? If you it's don't over 4,000. It's, um, so it's, it's a lot for five weeks, certainly. Um, I get about 150 to 200 new subscribers daily, which is pretty exciting. But it's also still like a very tiny micro set of people and it's a very niche community. Um, some of my 
best girlfriends who live in New York who aren't in the industry, they'll take a look at it sometimes because I do try to put in things that like, what's your favorite TikTok and um, what's a good recipe to make and other things, like you said, that aren't just actor related. But generally speaking, it is, it's a tiny part of the actor community, but it's actors who are really focused, I think, on their careers and their mental health. And they're just trying to find ways to fill the time that will be of value to them um, and be positive. And there's a little of FOMO also, let's face it, a little fear of missing out. It's a great way to make sure that you are as aware as possible of everything going on. For sure. And one of my biggest fears about the newsletter is really that it's um, people are going to get overwhelmed by the information because there is so much information. And I just want people to think of it as like a menu. What are what do you want to do today? I mean, we're living through a pandemic. This is not normal times. You know, I was... Um, part of a mental health panel the other week and they were real mental health professionals, psychologists and family therapists that were on there. And one of them said, you know, make a list of the bare minimum that you need to accomplish that day. Don't make a list of your huge to-do list that you need to do, like three Finish things. script. <laughs> yeah, I mean, three things, but, but like really bare minimum, like you need to shower, you need to call mom and you need to finish that one self-tape for that casting office. But that's enough and to be okay with that. And um, I just wanted to provide information for people so they could decide what they wanted to do that day. Great. And at the risk of alienating my non-industry listeners, because (laughs) we're mostly non-industry people, um, a self-tape is a phenomenon where uh, actors are now uh, basically uh, having their auditions, they receive their sides, their scripts, and they have to pretty much record it themselves and send it in via some kind of email or way. Am I am I describing self tapes correctly? That sounds pretty accurate to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that's that for for those of you who are wondering what's a self tape. Yeah, it's basically you TikToking, <laughs> except you might get a job out of it. Yeah, it's just it's that's fine. <laughs> It's, it's instead of being able to go into the audition room and work with the casting director, you're doing your audition at home, basically. Right. Which actually was happening before this pandemic. For sure. Anyway. So For sure. it's going to be interesting to see how this, that evolves later on. But I got to tell you, I personally, there is, just like with my interviews, they're normally in person. There is something about the energetic hit you get when you're in a room with someone and the exchange and the, the, the ability to be in the moment that a self-tape has taken away. And I do hope we get back to a place where we can pop into an office once in a while, get invited. Yes. I totally agree. And yesterday I was actually filming one and I had my acting coach on FaceTime with me while my husband was in the room. And when he came in and started reading with me live, as opposed to me reading with her, I was all of a sudden connecting in such a more powerful and profound way. And it actually shocked me a little bit because I I was surprised that acting opposite my husband, as opposed to my acting coach would feel more grounded and real, but it did. Wow. So it worked out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was helpful working with him live as opposed to 
FaceTiming. Exactly. Because, and that probably sounds, I haven't had to do that, thankfully, but that sounds strange, doesn't it? To have someone off a fifth time FaceTime reading your lines. Because that's been my struggle, like having another human being read with me. And that's why I was one of these people who just went to a self-tape place and paid to for that, you know, rather than wait on a a, a neighbor who has a thick Russian accent, which, you know, by the way, some casting people are like, make sure your reader uh, sounds okay. It's like, oh, really? Now I have to find a professional reader too. So, yeah. yeah. But I'm sure your podcast now, I think, feel a little different doing it virtually as opposed to, you know, in person. I, I can imagine that would be the case. It, it does feel different because there was something about being in my guest space uh, where something they have on a wall or a, an item and it becomes part of the podcast too because it's who they are. And also there is a level of comfort when you are in your own space, your own chair, they feel like they have control and they are so relaxed. And, and by the time it's over, they're like, what? It's done? So yeah, there, there's a little bit of that that I miss too. But this is working out well. Um, listeners, I guess you, you will hear and you have heard the difference between the intro and when I am actually uh, having the conversation with my guest. And that's because, you know, um, were you doing it virtually? So it doesn't sound the same. So I'm choosing to still record uh, the intro in a professional setting with the mic and the blah, 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 the surrounded buffy things, you know, like a soundstage, so to speak. And, uh, and at least sort of like entice my listeners to stay on <laughs> so they can hear the rest of it. I'm sure they are. What advice would you give to um, someone who is in an industry Uh, For us, it's very specific. You obviously have a niche, right? But something other, how can they start to gather a a group of like-minded people, such as like you've done, you know? Great question. Um, I do think there's so much happening right now all over the internet. People are looking for other people to connect with. I think Facebook's a great place to look to start. Um, I think you could certainly start a Facebook group or community. I think if you have a small group to start with, maybe maybe two or three or 10 people um, to to start a kind of a Facebook community with, and then they can each invite two or three or 10 people, I think you could eventually create something. I think you just have to know what you collectively as a group um, have in common, maybe what you all are bonding over during this time. Um, And, you know, I I think, yeah, I'm I'm trying to think what else. I'm not sure. No, 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 that's fine. Because here's the other thing with your, with the Facebook group that, you know, you have and I'm on, um, I, one of the things I, I actually am curious about is um, how soon after the newsletter did you start the Facebook page group? I think it was about three weeks after. It, it took a little bit of time. Um, and honestly, I was trying to figure out how to get the newsletter out in a timely manner and not, you know, take up a million hours of my own day and do it well. And um, once I started to get a handle on that, I felt like I could do something else also because the Facebook group, it does take work because you have to, at least the way that I'm running it, you know, I'm putting out different prompts and then I want to curate it. Sometimes people post things that are not of value to the entire group and I'm trying really hard to keep 
um, it consistent so that when people go there, they know that it's a place where everybody's going to support one another. And that being said, most of the time when they do post things that aren't of value to everyone, they're still lovely posts and great human beings. They're just maybe trying to promote their recent short film or something. And it's, it doesn't really fit into what I'm trying to do. Exactly. Yeah. So it is well curated. Now, do you allow anyone to just post or do you have to uh, give permission for? As of right now, people can just post. And then if I see something, I'll remove it. But generally speaking, most people have been, you know, what I've noticed during this time is people just want to help one another. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's why I have information to even curate in the newsletter. There's so many people out there in, in our industry, in other industries, like I'm featuring free workout classes that are happening, you know, from other industries. I'm featuring, you know, the science of well-being course from Yale. That's an amazing course that anyone can take. Um, there's so many free offerings right now. So I do think the internet is kind of an exciting place right now to dig around and see what what's happening. I mean, there's a lot of the mindset community is doing a lot of, um, you know, free meditations and free, you know, yoga classes. So I think if you have an interest in trying out anything new now is like actually a great time to to try it as long as you're open to doing it virtually. Because most of us have time now. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, it's funny you say that because I think actors have a lot more time, but I talk to my friends in other industries and a lot of them are busier than they've ever been. They're juggling two kids at home maybe, and also their, their jobs, which are now in panic mode during the pandemic. So I think it's, some people have a lot of time and some people don't, and even actors too. So you can't let that FOMO you know, control your life. You just have to do what's doable for you. And that's going to look different on all of us. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I'm still a big proponent of, although it feels like our lives are, I call my, my life a Zoom life now. I feel like everything I do is via Zoom and or FaceTime or Skype, even Skype sometimes, which is so old school <laughs> all of a sudden, right? Um, we, there's a tendency to still compare and despair. There absolutely is. And I think we all fall into this trap once in a while. And I try to be cognizant of even what I post and sometimes sharing a little bit of backstory to it, because a lot of the times we post things that look incredible. I took a picture, you know, pulled by the side of the beach the other day with my ice cream held out the car window, but you couldn't tell that I was holding it out the car window. It looked like I was on a beautiful beach. I ended up not posting it because I didn't want to A, encourage people to not be at home or B, make it look like I was having this amazing day because really it was a decent moment and it was great to get out of the house, but I needed to get out of the house because I felt like shit. Mm -hmm. And that part of it wouldn't have been in my Instagram post. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, well, I guess I could have, I could have written it out, but it's a lot of words, but yes, I, I think there's a lot of compare and despair in, in all industries, especially with social media. And we have to be careful. Um, we, we really do. It's funny. I ran that mental health panel two weeks ago and afterwards had a complete and utter meltdown. And, uh, you know, I think to other people, I tend to look like a person who pretty much has it all together. together. Mm -hmm. And generally speaking, I do because I have a lot of great things in place in my life, like a loving husband, a supportive family, a therapist who helps me. I work out every day. I have routine, but I don't have it all together all the time. And 
just, especially during this time, it's, it's hard and we have to let ourselves process our emotions and, and live in the suck as my therapist would say. Um, and then, and then move forward after that. Yeah. Live in the suck. I love it. But the other thing that I'm hearing you say is we still have to practice discernment in what we choose to, uh, see put out there um what i do like about podcasts for example is that you get to curate what you hear that was one of the reasons that got me into podcasts a couple of years ago i was like oh i don't have to listen to the news on the on, and on the radio while i'm driving around anymore i can actually listen to things i can choose my media um and it's the same with the internet i do feel that uh I, I actually want to get an influencer only because I'm sure they're affected by this right now. They can no longer show that they're living their best lives. How can you live your best life indoors? I was having a conversation with my girlfriends about this last night and we're, you know, we, there, we follow a couple influencers as a group, me and my, you know, six girlfriends I've had forever. And we were talking about how one of them just doesn't seem to relate to us right now and what she's going through. And I think a lot of celebrities are having the same issue when they're kind of saying, you know, oh, poor me, I'm in my, you know, multi-million dollar home and I'm so bored. I just have to do a at-home gym workout. And it's like, people literally can't pay their bills right now. People are really struggling. And while it's great to have, you know, jokes and levity, and I think art and comedy are really important right now. So that's in a separate category for me. But I think as an authentic human being, you have to be conscious of what you're putting out in the world right now, especially. Yeah. I mean, being relatable, this is the time where, uh, the opportunity to truly show empathy, compassion, and humanity is there and available, especially for those who seem to have it all. And when they don't show that they understand where most of the population is right now, it there is a disconnect, for yeah. sure, for sure. I, I think so, for sure. It's an, and it's interesting just being part of the entertainment industry, but obviously not being a famous multi-million dollar actor. And there's a huge disconnect between the working actor crowd and those celebrities. And I think it's similar with influencers and the rest of the world right now, too. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of hard to promote a product when you can't just go run out and get it. Right, <laughs> right. So that's, there's that. Jenna, you are authentic. I love that we naturally went into the mental health aspects of it all. Um, you know, you're sharing that you actually had a moment of, wow, I feel things too. You know, I cry too. This is hard on me too, is, is, is wonderful because you have to allow yourself these things uh, where, I mean, I, I, I'm going through or was going through something deeply personal on top of this. And it got to a point where I literally set my alarm every day for 15 minutes. I said, just cry. Do what you need to do. Rage. Let yourself punch a pillow, Nadege. Just do it. Just do it. And uh, wow. I don't know it, what came first, but for some reason, the amount of time it took to get over it, it's just so much shorter now because I acknowledged the elephant I in my brain. 
I love that. I think we have to give ourselves permission to feel the things that we're feeling and not judge ourselves for feeling those things. Cause, and, and also not judge ourselves for feeling joy during this time or for feeling positivity. Um, and I think that's a challenging thing for people to handle right now too. It's, it's confusing. And I don't think any of us are getting it right, but we just have to, like you said, be empathetic towards one another to, if somebody does do something insensitive to think, well, maybe they just really don't know and to try to be compassionate with them and, you know, come from a, a warm place. It's, it's challenging. <laughs> uh, but I think it's important for us all to, to acknowledge everybody is going through different things and everybody's feelings during this time are valid, even if um, people are dealing with the crisis at, in very different capacities. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you know, that old term that was there way before pandemic applies so much more self-care. Yes. And that does not mean a face mask. I was about to say, you don't get in the tub. You don't slap on the face mask. Uh, Self-care is allowing yourself to feel what you feel and to cry and to rage and to talk and to laugh. You know, Um, and it's okay to be happy. And you know, for instance, right before we met, I actually slapped on a little lipstick. I put on proper clothing, even though I'm, you know, isolating. And beautiful, everyone. She does. But I'm sure you look beautiful without the makeup, too. Well, Well, point is, thank you. Thank you. I see. That's another thing. I have to learn to accept positive things that are said about me to me. But that's another issue. Maybe I should get a therapist <laughs> for that. I have a therapist. That's a different joke. <laughs> I'm a big proponent of everyone needs a therapist. My friends are so sick of hearing me say that. But I think, uh, why not? And it's, it's interesting. You learn more about yourself. Get curious. Yeah, it really is. But, you know, I just felt better. I feel I suddenly I'm like, oh, today's a great day. Right. You know, it's funny. Sometimes it's the outside in, you know, and I used to joke and I think some famous comedian who's from yesteryear used to say that. And I love that. It's better to look good than feel good. <laughs> but, oh but I have to say there was something about feeling like you look good. And all of a sudden I'm like, Oh, I feel good. Outside in. Listen, whatever works. Whatever works. I totally agree. (laughs) Jenna, um, you are, uh, I'm so glad you agreed to do this. Um, this is wonderful. I'm honored to be a part of it. Your podcast is wonderful. I was listening to one of the episodes last night and I love how curious you are and you really get in there with people and try to learn more about what makes them tick and different subject matters that are maybe taboo in our society. And I think that's very cool. Thank you. Thank you. And I, and if you can think of any taboo uh, subjects, send them my way, please. Cause I'm okay. not that I'm running out, but I, I have some serious like blockage now because it's like, what else can I get my hands on? You know, maybe it's just cause you're so open-minded. You don't see things as taboo anymore. That's true. Oh my gosh. Good point. <laughs> Jenna. All right. So you have a hubby. I do. I do. Um, is there a cute, how long have you been with hubby? Well, I mean, this is a short podcast, right? <laughs> um, long story. Uh, we've, we've known one another since seventh grade. Aww. Yeah, it's very cute. We have not been together the whole time. It's a long saga, but yeah, we got married this last summer. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, you're still a newlywed. Technically, yes, though we've been together for quite some time. Okay, you won't say a number. That's okay. <laughs> I ask, okay, only because... What is the cute way you guys say goodbye to each other or good night? 
Do you have a cutesy way you say bye? I do. I don't know. Um, well, he, he'll, he'll often, he's going to kill me for saying no. this. Well, he's not going to listen to this, is he? <laughs> Probably not. Um, <laughs> he, he's, he says kisses and he calls me sweetness. That's my kind Aww. of thing. But, well, uh, that, do you know what? That is how you're going to say goodbye to my listeners, to the What oh. the Fuckery podcasters. Okay, well, kisses. 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 Bye. Bye. Well, okay. And Jenna, kisses to you, my love. <laughs> to you too. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Okay, maybe not, not quite by yet. If you know someone who might enjoy this topic or this episode, why don't you just forward it to them right now? Share, help us grow our community. And uh, check out the Instagram, follow us on Instagram at WhatTheFockery to see what our guests look like. I'm sure you're pretty interested sometimes. And um, the videos and the stories and previews and clips. We are growing, we are growing, and I have you to thank for that. Now, officially, till we meet again, next episode, same place, same station? No, not a station. Okay, see you next time. Bye.